Hello, welcome to First Time Parent. I have kicked Rufo out of bed today. As you know, we are deep in the season of our relationship post baby. He's now almost four. And if you heard our episode last week, I was speaking about how I'd my libido is just seems to have disappeared. And that's kind of how it's felt since I've had Memphis. It's just comes and goes, <laughs> literally like I would love my husband too. <laughs> uh, so after talking to an intimacy coach, I realized that maybe I needed to speak to another mother and find out how she is having sex after 16 years of marriage almost every day with two kids. I thought I better get her on so that I can find out how she's fucking her husband that regularly. (laughs) Because for me, it just ain't the priority. So let's welcome Nikki Chamberlain to the show. Oh yeah. And this is why I kicked Griffo out because this is some really honest, cheeky babe, heart to heart, mum to mum, sister to sister. Uh, chat around sex and how we can find our libido again. Okay, so Nikki, um, I've got you on the show today because I read your article in Mamma Mia. I'm going to drop it in the show notes. The title was 16 years married, two, two kids and sex almost every day. Was that right? Is that the title? That is the title. I do need to just put a caveat. It's, it was 16 years together, not 16 years marriage, but still same, 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 same. Okay. So from woman to woman, I've kicked Griffo out today. I need to know what your top five things are that are going to reignite my libido and, you know, get me to start jumping my husband. So let's just set the scene of who you are first. So can you let everyone know who is Nikki? How many, well, you've got two kids, Mm. what your parenting journey is like, if you could sum it up in one sentence. My parenting journey is like, it's it's like making a smoothie without the lid on. Like (laughs) all this good shit goes in there. (laughs) (laughs) And then it just comes out like it, you know, sprays everywhere like shit. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, No, I have the most amazing moments quite regular and I'm sure all parents say this where you're like god damn I've made good kids you know like resilient kids I think that's my biggest aim I just want them to be kind happy and resilient because the world can be cruel right things can happen but at the end of the day if they can be like cool this is shit but what can I do to make it better um because they're not always gonna have me (laughs) to yeah give them advice because I'm sure when they turn like 12 they're probably not going to listen to me anymore um so that's me I am fortunately in a relationship where both of us are parenting full-time together so I don't have parenting arrangements or anything like that so I'm assuming that makes life a lot easier uh in some senses yeah they're eight and five and we kind of just roll with it we are a family that does a lot a lot of activities and stuff like that. But we're also very happy just to, you know, sit at home, play puzzles, the things as well. Yes, yeah, so good. Like just the simple things. Mm. Don't you find that like you have the most in-depth conversations with your kids when you're in the car or like in the they bath? Say like, this, there's no distractions. They, 
Yeah, they say this is a thing, don't they? Like where if you need to have even a deep conversation with your partner or whatever, or, you know, I know my mum used to do it with my brother growing up with his mental health stuff. She would get him in the car because then you don't have to make eye contact. So you can just chat and they just face forward. So I think there's psychology around it. So, yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, that's that's my sum up of my parenting. I love it. Deep deep (laughs) chat's in the car. You know, the smoothie analogy is so fucking good. I totally agree with that. And you forgot to say, like, your parenting journey, you're still all having sex, like, you know, five times a week, six times a week. Like, that's not always been that way. Okay, so let's dive, let's dive into this from one woman to the other who is like, just can't seem to find momentum with, you know, Griffo at the moment. And we spoke about that in last week's episode. Our priorities are just different or when one wants it, the other one doesn't. And you put together a list of five things, which mm. we got to get to. But I want to want you to like kind of just take us behind your bedroom door. <laughs> With okay. what, like, so, you, so you've been together for 16 years. You've got two kids. How do you have sex that regularly? Like, honestly? <laughs> okay. Obviously, it's not always, you know, film worthy. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, sometimes it's what we call like hotel sex, you know, where it's like (laughs) you're less like you're inhibited and, you know, lasts a bit longer. But sometimes it's honestly, you know, the six-minute sex. Uh, Sometimes I don't necessarily feel like it. I'm not saying I don't consent to it, but it's like, fuck, look at the clock. And I'm like, oh, i got to get up in six and a half hours. I really don't want to. You know when they roll over and they kind of. No, see, Griffo doesn't do this. Okay. He, I think his libido, whatever they call for the men, but he's just as fucking, um, you know, what's it like? We're both pretty empty with that at the moment. Like he used to when we first started going out and now it's like both of us prioritise sleep. We're like, fuck that, you know? So no, I don't get that. I'm like, I've got FOMO now, Nikki. But it's true though. Like your life just ebbs and flows and your relationship ebbs and flows, excuse me, and you know, you might be great in one area, but then in another area like sex, it kind of just declines and then it becomes this big fat elephant in the room, don't you think? And the less and less you do it, yeah, like the harder it is to initiate it or you're laying there and you're like looking at him on his phone, like trolling, like, you know, three chins and you're like, you think you can maybe show me some fucking attention? Um, and then it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And then I feel like we bring so much into the bedroom as well, don't you think? Like whether it's because we're tired from parenting or balancing the work and the parenting or maybe it's because like yesterday he didn't put the toaster away and you both left on the bench like to prove a point and so you're still (laughs) angry about that and so then you don't want to and then obviously then there's the again I'm not a doctor but the hormonal side of things as Mm. women we don't have a circadian cycle right we've got a 28 ish day cycles at some points we feel like sex more than others there's just there's so much nuance to our sex life isn't there? It's not just, I feel like it. I don't feel like it. There's so much that comes into the bedroom. And I just know for us, the more sex that we have, it's like a chicken and egg thing, right? The more sex we have, the more fun we have. Yeah. The nicer we are to each other and the more fun we have, the more sex we have. But it's like, and I think also as well, the more sex that you have, the more you want it. But like the longer you go without it, the harder, Mm -hmm. like you said, it is to initiate And then you get in your head and, you know, like I said, we're kind of like the couple that, and we spoke about this last week, how we, like when we go on holidays, we are like rabbits. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, exactly. Hotel sex. And it's like, (laughs) 
all our life priorities and worries have disappeared. And I think why I wanted to get you on as like, you know, speaking from woman to woman and, you know, there's so many women I think that feel this way of like, you know, they they can't get the momentum going. Now you're fucking on momentum right now. Like, you know, you got the momentum, sister. So like how how did you guys go from, you know, like where were you, you know, were you having, like, was there a time where you guys didn't have sex? Like, can you take us back to that and the turning point and how you've got to where you are today? Absolutely. And I think also it's just really important to note that some women or couples don't have much sex, but they don't want to either. I think yeah. that's a whole other kind of kettle of fish. Do you know what I mean? But I know when we went, we've been through our ups and down phases, <laughs> what a pun, up and down <laughs> phases where we have been in these phases where it's been months, like months without sex. We did want it, but we didn't instigate it. We didn't mm. talk about it. We definitely didn't have it. And it became, like we said, bigger than Ben-Hur. So I think for us, life just happens, right? You know, you have kids and you're tired and it sounds like a universal excuse, but it's so true. And your free time goes from, cool, finished work at 5.30, I've got till 10 o'clock now. No, no, your free time goes from 8 o'clock when they finally go to bed maybe until 10 and you want to be hedonistic. You're like, I don't want anyone to touch me. I haven't touched people all day. I just want to sit and read my book or watch my show or whatever it may be. And we kind of got into that routine. And then with that, came the the daily annoyances the things became triggering you know someone leaves someone him leaves rubbish on the bench and he gets so annoyed and it's not because it's just that one time it's because it's all of the times and then add to that he never shows me affection and he's just taking me for granted and we're living like freaking housemates and it just spirals right for us the turning point was Gosh, I hope he doesn't mind me sharing all this. Um, it was just a really, really difficult conversation, a very, very, very difficult conversation as to like if we keep going this way, we won't be going together mm. because right now we're like roommates. Um, we don't have anything in our relationship, not even physical intimacy, but we don't have much outside of talking about life admin and the girls. Um, and it just had to be someone to call it. And not in an argument because it was brought up yeah. a lot in arguments. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, well, thank you for sharing that because I think that what you just said is so many couples will see themselves in that. You know, like it's it's exactly that. You're just doing the day-to-day life admin. You're just surviving. Like that's how it feels the first few years, especially of being a parent. And now I understand why so many fucking parents split up. Like, you know, living it yourself in the day-to-day, it's like, oh, I see why. Where like so many divorce rate is so high. And it's those tough conversations that you have. And so what happened after you had that tough conversation? Like what kind of work went into your relationship after that? Yeah, I remember obviously there were several conversations, but I remember this first one like sitting on the couch right there, kind of sitting down and being like, right, we need to talk. Um, And because I think, and I could just be speaking for myself, but I don't think so. I think although we are in an equal relationship, if you're still with your partner, um, and you work as a team most of the time, women still do bear a lot of the load. Um, And it might only be an extra 15 minutes here when he's sitting on the couch or an extra 10 minutes here, but it's very, very easy for resentment to build, isn't it? And so then everything seems so much worse than what it is. So, yeah, we had this conversation and um, 
as you know from my article, I compartmentalize really well and so does my husband. And we literally had this conversation that went over like probably weeks and kind of come up with like literal action steps. <laughs> like, but I think that's what it, it needs to sound. It sounds so sterile. I know it sounds. I'm no, but it's like, myself, but, it's, but it was quite really specific. Like when you say everyone's got different love languages to start with, right? Like when you say I don't feel appreciated, to me, that means touching my hand as you're walking past me. But to him, it means, you know, bringing the bins in, like acts of service. So to kind of specifically say, this is what I need, like I feel like I'm not getting what I need right now, this is it. Here are some examples of what I need. And I remember him telling me stuff and I'm like, okay, like whatever, that's super easy, I'll do that. And same, I would say to him and he might, he would be like, that, that doesn't, like, that. I don't want that. And I'm like, but I do. <laughs> I need that. I need yeah. that. Oh, yes. man, so relatable. Like I'm just sitting here going, so relatable. Yeah. It's funny, me and Griffo actually had the mental load chat the other day. Now, exactly like you said, it sounds a little bit sterile. Like us learning to communicate on this season of the podcast has sounded fucking sterile at some times, but we didn't know how to communicate. So we've got to learn a whole new way. You know what I mean? Like seeing the other person's pain and this and that. And so the other day we actually talked about the mental load. And I said, women carry such a mental load. And he said, Heidi, have you really seen how much I carry and feel like I carry for the finances? And when I really reflected on that, I was like, actually, holy shit, I don't fucking worry about any of that stuff. And he's like, so it does go both ways. And he said, I think there has been kind of a bit of a movement in the feminist way of like that women do carry so much more. And yes, I'm not saying that they don't in your household, but you know, like for me in my whole household, I would say the mental load is pretty even mm. in different areas. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, he does worry about money. And then I'm worrying about Memphis's fucking, you know, ear, nose and throat appointment and getting him to daycare in the morning. And, you know, um, his, if he has a stutter or this, like, do you know what I mean? All of those things. And then he's worrying about like, can we pay rent? like at the moment, like, do you know what I mean? Like all this shit. Yeah. And it's like, we kind of sat there and we're like, we actually think we're pretty even. And he's like, you know, all the gardens and this and that. He's like, I worry about that shit. Like when am I going to mow the lawn? When I'm doing this? And it's like, but we just, I guess, don't acknowledge it like we do the emotional load of the mental load of a woman. 100%. And I think, you know, that's where a lot of the issues come in because you, when you're not respecting each other, in that way and you're not it's more like trust when you're not trusting that they have their role and you have your role and I'm not talking gender roles I'm just talking the different loads that you have just moved into if you don't at the end of the day think that they're doing everything they need to do and more than that and you're doing equal amounts just in different ways then you can't go forward because there's going to be resentment and you can't compare because like you said it's apples and oranges I'm in a very similar situation I'm the primary carer He's the primary earner. And that just means our days look different. Our mm. days look different. And I know one of um, my husband's big things that irked him when we were going through this horrible phase was like, you know, he'd come home and he'd be like, how was your day? And I'd be like, oh, well, I had to do this and I had to fill out this form and then I had to take them to the doctors and I had to do it. And obviously that made him feel like he didn't want to come home. But I reflected and I was like, maybe I did that to kind of prove what I did every day. Do you know what I mean? Like, because I don't work full time anymore. Like I had to bitch and moan that my life was so hard because his is obviously stressful. So I need to be equal to that stress. And it's just another form of comparison. And it's just so toxic, isn't it? It's yeah. Just, 
Yeah. And, so all you know, see, all see is the romance, you know, everywhere. Yeah, no well, and it, it's the energy as well. Like that's one thing we've worked on is like when he comes home, it's like, you know, yeah, there are going to be days where you need to debrief and vent and everything like that. And you can't fucking wait for them to get home. Like there's been some days in Memphis that are so fucking draining. But then I'm like, okay, just for us to have that moment of connection when he walks through the front door, we're going to set the energy and the tone if I come through and just be like really happy to see him, excited to see him, big kiss, like, do you know what I mean? And then it's like, okay, i got to fucking debrief with you. <laughs> like, But it's like setting that energy and tone first when they first mm-hmm. walk through the door is so important as well. Oh, so important. And especially like depending what you've done for your day, you know, as women, as mums of young kids, we might be hanging out with other mums of not young kids. And it's almost like women bond in, in these ways, like this social discourse that isn't really beneficial. You know, we bond by going, oh, my husband is so annoying. Oh, yeah, my husband too. Oh, he always wants to have sex and oh, I never feel like sex or you know, like, oh, he never gets how much I do this and and even right through to like, oh, I put on so much weight. Like we as women, mm. it's normal for us to bond about our shortcomings. And I don't know where this comes from, but it's shit. <laughs> and so obviously you're going to be on a low and your perspective of everything that's going on in life, especially your relationship, is also going to be in a negative, right? Yeah, and I think it also we find the gap with the men as well. We're constantly finding like what they're doing wrong instead of celebrating what they're doing right. And there was a movement. I'm not going to say who it was a few years ago because I do love her and she's one of my friends, but there was a movement from a very big influencer and blogger that like, do you know what I mean? Like that was part of like the whole um, content that was created around her using her voice was like the what her husband wasn't doing. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, she has every right to create content that way or whatever. But like for me, I felt like, it really enables everyone else to join the pity party, you know. Bonding over how hard we've all got it. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, speaking of hard, let's talk about sex. Fun <laughs> number two, Tick. Oh, God, so I, love it. I love it when you talk dirty to me. So <laughs> you guys obviously just sound like you, every other relationship, you know, going through, like you said, the ebbs and flows, the seasons. So how do you get to the amount of sex that you're having now? What are the five things that you do that you wrote about in this article? We've kind of touched on some of them a little bit. So the first thing I spoke about was, um, and I'm always a little bit like embarrassed to admit it, but I'm very good at compartmentalising, like being really sterile and separating everything in my life. And I don't know if that's come from efficiency. You know, it's busy when you've got a business and kids and all the things. Yeah. Um, or it's come from my husband. He he's quite black and white as well. Like we'll have, God, we'll have this like massive blue, and then be like, "Hey babe, did you order?" The-? <laughs> so for me, like being able to compartmentalize everything means that even though something really annoying in one area doesn't have to impact the other, right? So. For example, you might have an argument, like I said, about the toaster or like the rubbish on the bench or whatever it is, because, you know, it's not just that one time, it's all of the times. And then if you then hold on to that, you're going to sit at the dinner table with your kids and you're probably going to have passive remarks at each other (laughs) and you're going to be spiteful. And then you're going to launch into how hard your day was compared to theirs. And then like you're going to want to go have sex in the bedroom after all of that. So uh, we work really hard at compartmentalising. It's almost like in your brain you go like pause, in a box, later problem. Well, in a box. Oh, God, so many 
<laughs> and um, so I think it kind of serves like two purposes. First is that it doesn't impact all these other areas of your life. Like if you've got all these tabs open on your computer screen, right? And the second thing, when you come back to that, it doesn't seem as bad. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't seem as bad because all of the other tabs in your life are still going really well. So you go back to it with like a different perspective and it's almost like, eh, can I be bothered? <laughs> is it even worth it? Yeah. Well, that's how it feels. Oh, about the sex? Or are we talking about like the other things? <laughs> oh, like the annoying thing. That you can oh, sorry. I, thought, I was like literally, yeah, that's me with sex. Can't be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that like a whole bunch of times too. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So compartmentalize is yeah. one that we, we delved into. And then what are the other? The second one kind of leads onto that. And that is this mantra that we kind of hold, um, you know, I like a bit of a mantra. Um, and it's, Love we mantra. often say, it'll be, it's almost like a code word. We'll say, is this going to matter in 10 days? Is this going to matter in 10 days? You know what? I'm trying to think of like a recent argument we had. Something oh, like petty and pathetic, right? Like, oh, you did. Oh, but you did. And it's, it goes, will it matter in 10 days? No, no. Don't get me wrong, like at the time you're like, yeah, but the fact that he said he was going to do this and didn't, it's just like a metaphor for me being passive and I don't want my daughters to see this. And It really isn't going to matter in 10 days. And I apply this to so many areas of my life and sometimes it will just be I say it in my head or we'll quite literally say it to each other and it's almost like if he says it to me, I'm like, oh, okay. It's like the code word to like shut up, up go for it. And then you come back and you're like, yeah, it actually doesn't. <laughs> It's, it's so good. We actually learned that from a relationship counselor years ago when we first started going out, but not the will it matter in 10 days. We just, you, the code word was tea, like have a cup of tea. And then it meant like just calm down, like you need to take a breather, take a break. And, yeah, but I like your spin on it because so many people like we, it's so big in the moment, isn't it? And then, but how does that help us with our sex life? Well, I think all of these culminate in the fact that just not hating each other as much. Like you don't want to punch each other in the face as much, right? You're letting it go. So you're letting it go. Yeah. So rather than have this argument about, yeah, whatever, who was supposed to take the bins out, but I shouldn't bother because blah, whatever. If you didn't let it go, you're not just going to end at that argument. Like I'm notorious for bringing in, oh, well, back in like 2017 on that <laughs> Wednesday night, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And like you want to go, like you're going to want to go and have sex with this person who you're yeah. annoying. Like yeah. in movies, they glorify like angry sex. That isn't a real thing. It is not a real thing. It isn't. Um, you don't feel happy with this, this person. You're angry with this person. And then you almost want to validate, right, this anger with other examples. So you're pissed off about the bins. And then you're like, oh, and do you know what else I'm angry about? He never shows me affection. He never holds my hand. And I know I'm using all these hetero, heteronormative terms right now, but, you know, we get the gist, like, he never does anything extra for me, blah, 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 blah. And all of a sudden it's like this huge problem. You're not going to want to be intimate with someone when you're feeling like that. And I think, again, this is a generalisation, but women, tell me what you think, Heidi, but, like, women generally need more than just the physical act of sex. Sometimes, oh, yeah. It starts... Yeah, like with a text message in the morning, like that's the, you know, it's that it's those things that like get us excited. And it does take, you know, without generalizing, a lot longer to like, you know, really get there than it does, you know, Griffo can go in two minutes. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, fuck. But for mm -hmm. us, it's, it's a it's a longer game. 
Absolutely. And that was like one of my points as well. You know, when you're starting to feel a little bit happier and like if you are that woman who does want to have more sex um, but just doesn't feel like it right now, but you want to be that person who does, that partner who does, it's almost like, okay, well, you just need to take that first step. And it seems really, really scary. Isn't that ironic? Like these people have seen you like give birth, <laughs> like yeah. you've had sex. They see you naked all the time. But the idea sometimes of instigating sex, it seems really like nerve wracking. And the longer it goes, like the more self-conscious you become. So it's kind of going, okay, I've got to put my big girl pants on or take my big girl pants off, whatever. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> I need to do the initiative. And, and it's all variable, you know. It might be like, okay, this month I'm going to initiate sex or it might be this week, or it might be, you know, it's all variable to what you do. And so you do that and then you just feel more connected. You're mm. more likely to touch their hand. They're more, or you're more likely to kind of create this new norm, to go from roommates to, okay, well, this is normal. I touch his hand every morning. I kiss him goodbye every morning. Like putting in place these new routines, it's it just, it spirals. And I know it sounds so hard to do when you're so far from that, but you probably were there once, right? You probably well, yeah, you would think so if you've got a kid. Like if, you know, we're talking to parents, like, yeah. And, the, and like, it is the thing, isn't it? I think when we spoke about it with Luke in last week's episode, mm-hmm. uh, their relationship and intimacy coach, I think, and it made me really think just then it's re- the fear of rejection. It's what's so, why so many people are so afraid to do so many things. Like, you know, in the confidence space where I coach people and, you know, even in the PR and marketing space that I'm working in at the moment, it is the fear of rejection. And like you said, it's just like so easy to go like, yeah, let's initiate. But it is, I think it, that's what it is. Like I know for me, early days in our relationship, I remember Griffo rejected a head job once. Like fucking what? You know what I mean? Like I should be so lucky. Yeah. You should be so lucky. I don't give him that often. <laughs> I think your days are over, baby. And, you know, like I remember then every time like we would have sex or whatever, I'm like, I don't want to fucking give a head job because what if I get rejected, you know? And then, but I really made it about me. Like, what's my problem? Like why, you know, I must be bad, the X, Y, Z. And really it was like, he goes, I just fucking didn't want, like, I didn't want that. Like I was sleeping or something like that. He's like, I genuinely didn't. But it's like those moments that we, like, that's what we fear. So it's really pushing through that, isn't it? And just going like, well, if I'm rejected, I'm rejected. And I've got to work through that shit and have a conversation about it and not be passive aggressive. Probably speaking to myself here. (laughs) You need to have the conversation because like, I know for me, you know, when we didn't have much sex and, yeah, I was rejected and, and things like that, in my head, it wasn't just the rejection. It's like, okay, well, one can assume that he's masturbating, right, because it's a biological need. I am. So it's not the actual that he doesn't feel like it or doesn't want it. He doesn't want it from me. Yeah. And that's the way I worked up in my head. And then you, you oh, my God, then you just fall, right? You're like, I'm a mom. I've had kids. My body's changed I don't have anything interesting to talk about anymore because I just talk about my kids all day. Like you spiral, don't you? Yeah. But like the worst conversation is the hypothetical one that you're having in your head, isn't Mm. it? Yeah. Like you need to have this this conversation. And that was one of my things as well, which we've kind of already spoken about, which is to turn the lights off. And it's a metaphor for having those intimidating, nerve-wracking conversations when you're not making eye contact yeah literally when you're sitting in front of the tv in your room turn like the lights are off bring it up bring it up have the conversation it might be in the car and 
super scary to be the one to bring it up, but you're probably not the only one who's noticed you're not having sex. Yeah. <laughs> you probably notice this too, right? <laughs> so there's going to be a conversation about it. Yes. Oh, my God. So good, Nikki. I love this so much. Is there? Did we get five? Was that the five things? Well, there was a fifth one, which was like, don't try to outspite each other, which I kind of spoke about in another area. Yeah. Obviously, if we're like, yeah, but you did, but you did. Obviously, we're not yeah. going to bring that to the bedroom. But when obviously it comes to having these conversations, again, not a relationship coach. I just know it's worked for me. It, one, you need to, you need to be saying like, I want more if you want more. And but part of the difficult conversation might be, hey, I know you think I like it, but I don't in a certain way. Like I've spoken to so many, not so many, just some after this article saying how like the bit that stood up for them in this article was that they need to have this conversation, say the reason we're not having much sex or I don't want to is because I don't actually enjoy it. But you think I do. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So isn't it ironic? You know, we, we've had kids with these people. We've been with them for years, but having a conversation about this is how I, w- I want to try something different or or whatever. I had a sex coach on my podcast too and she suggested even sending things like articles or clips or stuff to your partner so that you don't actually have to talk about it but you can be like, should we try this? Yes. Well, so Luke, in last week's episode, I'll, ju- I'll chuck the freebies in this one as well, but he's got like a hit list mm-hmm. and it's like going through the most kinkiest shit because he's like some people as well are too afraid to speak up about that. Um, so, and then he also has like the love bubble as well. So I'll chuck those freebies in. Nikki, I have loved chatting to you. I've loved watching you talk so openly about this because as much as there can be people that sit there and like troll online, especially when we talk about sex, it empowers other women not just to have more sex because they might not want that, but just have more honest conversations mm-hmm. of like what we need and what we desire. And I think that's what I'm getting out of this whole season of relationship, you know, this relationship dive that we're doing this season of the podcast is it's so much about communicating. Mm -hmm. especially when a lot of what we are communicating is like we've spoken about reinforcing these ideas that sex isn't enjoyable we're all too tired for sex it's just natural for relationships to decline um and then the dialogue that guys are getting is my swing to my husband he's like all they do is say you know oh I never got sex and then they see porn and that's not a reality women Mm -hmm. don't behave like that women aren't satisfied as fast or as often as that so unless you have that dialogue and you show and you have that experience with them, it's, it's, it's about teaching as well, isn't it? And having that open conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think I might need to watch more porn. Maybe that will get my libido back. (laughs) 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 Oh, thank you so much. So Nikki, I'll drop your um, article in the show notes. I'll also drop your Instagram so they can come over and stalk you. Nikki is a coach for women as well. And she helps women lose weight without, you know, subtracting calories and dieting and all that what she teaches you is to have sex five times a week so you can lose <laughs> <the weight. laughs> to feel confident enough to do that there you go <laughs> so you're empowering women through you know conversations through mentoring so if anyone does want to work with nikki i'll chuck all her details in there below um but do you have a, like a website or whatever that you can shout out or your instagram I do like it's super unique. 
NikkiChamberlainCoaching.com. I went all out with that one. Um, and yeah, my Instagram is Nikki C Coaching. So N I double K I C Coaching. Yay. Well, I'll chuck it in the show notes so they can stalk you. Nikki, thank you so much. I absolutely love chatting woman to woman. And thanks for getting into bed with me slash the office today. (laughs) Well, thanks for um, making this space available so that we can start to change this dialogue and normalize talking about this stuff so that, you know, one orgasm at a time, we're changing the world, right? (laughs) Okay. I'm off to have an orgasm or find one anyway. (laughs) (laughs) fabulous thank you so much nikki and thank you so much for listening if you're loving the podcast don't forget to rate review um and if you do want to check out our relationship sessions with fish we are sharing those therapy sessions that will be in show notes as well thank you so much lots of love